Father, we want to bless your holy name this morning. Lord, we want to rejoice in you this morning once again. We thank you, Father, for your loving kindness, your tender mercy, your eternal truth that you have given unto us that never fails. Once again, you have awakened us to the land of the living, to the light of a brand new day. We rejoice in you this morning. We celebrate your love and kindness over our lives. As we engage this day once again, we ask, Father, for your heart in everything that we stand for, that we represent. We ask you, Lord, this morning to guide us, lead us, teach us, instruct us through your spirit. Direct our path. May the path we walk today be the path that you have ordained for us. Every aspect of ourselves this morning, we present unto you our life, our thoughts, faculties, desire, aspiration. We present our entire being unto you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable for it is our reasonable service, our reasonable devotion and worship. We proclaim this morning that you rule and reign over our life. You are the king of our lives. You are the ruler of our hearts. You sit within the throne of our heart this morning. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you are our savior. You are the guide of our life. You are the guide of our hearts. It's in you this morning that we find joy, peace, tranquility. Once again, we proclaim that without you, we are nothing. Without you, we have nothing. Without you, we can do nothing. Absolutely nothing can we do without you. And we acknowledge you this morning. Holy Spirit, lead us. We need you more than ever before. We need your wisdom. We need your knowledge. We need your grace. We need your strength. We need your direction in everything that we stand for, that we represent. Come, lead us this morning. Lead us, guide us, instruct us this morning. May your truth be that which, yes, we lean on. Every other foundation has sinking sand as we see today. May our life this morning once again hope in you we hope in your word as the psalmist says yes my soul waits for you in your word i put my hope we thank you lord this morning we give you glory oh hallelujah once again i want to welcome you to another beautiful glorious day this is uh, the potter's gate online broadcast where we share the heart of God, the mind of God, where we uh, introduce men to the values of, of waiting on God, of depending on God and trusting. Of course, where we bring people to know their heavenly father. It's my pleasure once again to share this journey with you and take this path with you as we seek the mind of the Lord, as we pray, as we understand his will and counsel for our life even much better than we do yesterday so join me this morning as we continue to fast this is our ninth day of this fast when we thank god we say we're gonna be fasting for 10 days by god's grace tomorrow we should be rounding up this fast we thank god for his his love his kindness i hope i am right yes we want to thank God for his love, for his mercy and goodness in our life. We believe God for great things. We believe God for wonderful things. Amen. Uh, this morning, I'm praying that the Spirit, of the, <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord will continue to lead our step, will continue to guide our path to the place of his glorious intention. This morning, I want to share one or two scripture with you, you know, just based on resting in the Lord, putting our hope in God, amen, and, and continuing in that state of waiting and fasting and seeking the heart of God. Of course, all of this that we have been doing for a while, we said, amen, is for the renewing of our spiritual strength, is for, amen, the recapturing of the intentions of God. 
And I believe this fast, amen, was built or based on the backdrop of many challenges that we have faced, that the church has faced, you know, for the past couple of uh, uh, years now. So many things have happened in our lives that, you know, has led so many people to the point where either they're just going through the motion, amen, of Christianity or many have even fallen out of the faith. They've walked out on God, all right? We've had, you know, all kinds of, you know, uh, 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 testimony in terms of people saying, well, they, they just tired. And we've seen many things happen within the body of Christ. And I believe that, you know, what the Lord has done in the past two years in terms of, you know, you know, resetting and rebuilding and realigning the church. Of course, we're still in the midst of that. But what the Lord began in two, two years ago, in particularly last year and, and you know, uh, early this year, is to rekindle the fire, the love, the passion that we have for him. I, 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 I keep saying that hardly we will be able to effectively carry out the mandate of the kingdom of God, the work of the kingdom, if we have lost the the love we have for the Father, if we have lost the passion, the desire, the the hunger for him, if that that is not there, what are we going to be representing? What gospel are we going to be preaching? So we are in a period, we're in a time, amen, of uh, various layers of healing, for those who are conversing, hey, we've got to preach kingdom. We've been preaching kingdom for years. We've been declaring the mind of the Lord. We've been proclaiming his intention. We've been very fury about this. We've been very passionate about this. But for the kind of spiritual knowledge, grace, if you will, wisdom God has given to me, I believe that this is a period where we need to gather God's people again to that place of love. Not just, you know, for the church, but for the Father and for themselves. Because if we have lost our sense of identity, if we have lost our sense of, you know, love for, for, for ourselves, for the things of God, for the word of God, I can assure you that if I, I mean, I may be exaggerating, but I believe that close to 80% of Christians today no longer have a desire, a love for the word of God. It's not like they're not reading it. They're reading it for various reasons because the word of God has become like, you know, a talisman, a charm, a charm book. When I read it, I'm going to get something out of it that will bless me. They're no longer reading it as a love letter, you know, as, as something that is very dear to their heart. The love and the passion for the ways of God, the things of God, the demand of God, the mandate of God, amen, and that grace to rise up and defend the things of God is no longer there. But we thank God for what the Lord, amen, is doing in seasons like this. This is a season of awakening, and I mean it in its true sense. There is an awakening taking place in the heart of people. And I, I can say that because I know, amen, that the Lord did that in my own life and he's still doing that in my own life. We all find ourselves at various levels, amen, in terms of how we love God, how we, how we are passionate about about. I knew there was a time that my own passion about the things of God dropped. That doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not preaching, I'm not declaring the things. But you see, our walk with God is a personal thing. That's the point that I'm making. Is a personal thing, and everyone know where they are personally when it comes to amen. Their desire, their their passion, their their hunger, their walk, amen. Their sense of obedience. Everyone can, if they're honest, they can tell you. All right, I used to be at this point. Now I'm at this level. All right. Regardless of what people are saying, what people are proclaiming or declaring, regardless of the name people call you, people may call you, you know, the, the Pope, the Bishop, the Apostle, the Prophet, the Teacher, the God knows what, you know, those are titles. And because we have learned certain things, all right, yes, 
through the job, through the calling and the work of ministry, it's easy to just come. Even if you're at the low level, it's easy to come out and proclaim and declare. And people will still be blessed, you see. But that, amen, does not reflect a true authentic reality of who you are. Our spiritual work is measured, amen, by our passion for God, by our desire, by our longing for God. You see, it is passion that led me to this nation, not ministry. Not just, oh, I want to do ministry. No, ministry is secondary. But passion, amen, passion you have for God, passion you have for God will make you love, amen, his people, will make you love the church. You see, those people, those people preaching one body, the church must unite, must come together. We must. It, it will never work if we don't have a true passion for God, amen, and if we don't see ourselves, hallelujah, as a true reflection of a ministry that is flowing, amen, from the very throne of God. Because that's, that's what ministry is. Ministry is life flowing from the throne of God. It's a fountain of life flowing from the presence of God. Ministry is not just about what we carry out, what we do. For all I care, we can gather, you know, people in, in the stadium. We can host all kind of meetings. We can, you know, we can have Zoom meeting and have, you know, a thousand, twenty, you know, 20,000 people join us. That's all good. Amen. Paul said people preach the gospel for various reasons. He said as long as the gospel is preached, it's okay about that. Yes, that's a mature man speaking. But he, on, he knows the amen that, you know, out of those people that, you know, you gather, maybe God will steer one or two hearts. Maybe God will do something. Amen. Yes. But the, the heart, the mind, the agenda, yes, behind that thing, the motive may not, may not be right. But God will use whatever means, amen, to bring people in. So we, we need to differentiate, amen, just doing something, just proclaiming something from really, amen, living through, amen, a heart that is connected to God. And this is what I believe the Lord is focusing on in this season and time. An awakening of a deep, deep spiritual passion for God. You see, that is what will cause people to stand out in the midst of opposition and persecution and rejection. And proclaim that I'm not going to disown, I'm not going to deny my God. Because when the rubber meets the rope, when we find ourselves in a very tight corner, we end up compromising. Even if we don't do it, amen, in a publicly, we do it privately. Many of our compromises are private because, I mean, people have, you know, they've developed a sense of pride and, and you know, self-dignity in terms of spiritual things. Ah, you know, people know who I am. So certain things we will not do it openly, you know, in some, you know, society and environment where, you know, uh, uh, they, they, they are very progressive. You see how people you see people walk out of the church what kind of you know position of leadership they, they they tell i'm tired of being christian i'm just tired and they go back to their whatever they want to go back to we're seeing it we've heard we, we we're hearing that but in a you know converse conversative uh, uh community like africa it's a bit challenging for people to do that people will not just walk out and give up you know but the reality is it is is the same thing that is happening in in places that you know people have you know progressive open kind of they can do and undo whatever they want to do and in a place where people still have a bit of you know fear of god and you know in fact not the fear of god fear of society you know they still have a bit of dignity so i'm saying that the lord is calling us to be awakened in this new day. And I'm hoping that this time where I've been waiting on the Lord will add to many other things that the Lord, amen, is doing by steering the heart of his, of his children, his leaders across the globe. This is just, amen, a drop in the ocean. Our part is a drop in the ocean, but at least it's a drop. Many drops in the ocean, amen, will make an impact. So I'm praying once again this morning that our life, our hearts, amen, will truly reflect the desire of God, the, man, the mind of God, as we continue to invest into the advancement of the kingdom of God 
That's a broad word that one person cannot reduce and define to their own idea. Amen. The kingdom of God is beyond what a man, a church, a community, a group, a networks of churches and ministry can, can conclude on. Let's not make things, amen, that heaven has simplified, even more complex for us. Let's continue to encourage. Let's continue to build each other. Like I said, the, the past seasons of, of the church, our report has not, been, has not been good. Has not been good. And we cannot just jumpstart things. We have to find, locate where we, where we went wrong, what went wrong. And we know what went wrong. Anyone who has been following me, amen, for years will know that we've been talking about this thing. We've been highlighting this issue in the body of Christ. Wrong leadership, the misuse of authority, abuse of material things, particularly finance. We've been talking about all kinds of perversion and, and destructive tendencies and, 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 and compromise we have imported into the body of Christ. We've been talking about, we've been crying about it. I've not shy talking about this thing. And in this season and time where God, amen, is giving us grace, amen, to return. I'm also not going to, you know, be shy in standing by the people of God. I remember years, years ago, I'm talking about almost uh, 12 years back now. I used to say to some of the brethren back in the days when I was in Johannesburg, I said, you see all this mess. All this, all this people that, you know, men of God, are, they are making all across the body of Christ. All this shit that we are seeing all across, all these smelly poopoos all around. One day, God is going to awaken certain people that will clean the mess. Because the mess are not going to clean themselves. And I'm, I'm not sure a lot of people, particularly those who call themselves you know, apostles and, you know, and, and, and prophets and kingdom vanguard, you know, uh, 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 voices. I, I'm not sure they really, you know, have an understanding of how, <clears throat> of how messy the church is. Even among leaders. If you look at, amen, the, 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 the sense of trust among leaders. Oh, is at his zero level. Leaders are suspicious of themselves. Leaders are forever in competition with themselves. <clears throat> All kinds of things are happening in the body of Christ, but we cover it up. Maybe we talk about here and there, here and there, and then we just, okay, let's move on. Kingdom, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a process. And it's bigger than our own pep, you know, idea of pep doctrine. It's bigger than our, you know, even our own desire. Nobody can handle this thing of their own strength or accord. We will do what the Lord has called us to do. Amen. And in that, we'll all begin to move to us. That point of divine convergence. Anybody whose heart is has been has been has been searching and seeking, and who has been circumcised and who is believing God daily to be cleansed, will appreciate my concern. I have a deep concern for the body of Christ, and I believe that's why I've been sent to the body of Christ. Way back when I was in Bible school, people used to call me Barnabas. It is now that I begin to understand. Amen. The importance of what it means to, to, to function in the Barnabas kind of ministry. Because you have to bring people together. But you can't force people together. You can't pull people into things that they are not ready for. They are not prepared for. You, you can't force relationship on people. <clears throat> we have to believe the Lord. Amen. To walk in the heart of people. That's why I depend, I lean so much on the point in the place of prayer, intercession. My prophetic amen, philosophy is built on prayer, of course, intercession, the word of God. It is the Lord that is at work, amen, in the life of his people. It is the Lord that is, as, that, that is at work, amen, within his church. What the Lord cannot do, amen. A thousand, you know, a million man match. Amen. 
A million man match will not, will not bring it to pass. It is the Lord. So we have to, amen, depend on the Lord. If the Lord has not stirred my heart towards anything, I don't go for it. I don't do it because I know it will all end up. <clears throat> you know, back in the days, you know, it's easy. I mean, I, I love I love association. I love relationship. You know, and we, anywhere I see, because I, that's just me. I, when I see people come together in the name of the Lord and the one who do, I jump into it. I want to be part of it because that's what the word of God said we must do. Amen. But, you know, in most cases, you discover that, <clears throat> excuse me, there are all kinds of agendas. And even sometimes when I know there are agendas, I still, you know, hopefully somebody will, will see your heart. Well, unfortunately, in most cases, they don't. People, want, people will use you. They will use whatever they can use. Yes. And there's a problem. Whatever we do with self, with self-interest, we never produce the intentions of God. No matter how we paint it. That's why I check my motive in everything that I do. I try as much as possible to check my motive. Because motive is stronger than perspective. Motive is far stronger than perspective. But perspective can fall in any, any way. But motive, motive can either be right or wrong. So let's, let's believe the Lord, amen, to help us to hear this clear and call, this sound of the Spirit. There is a sound, there's a trumpet that God, amen, is, is, is blowing right now that I believe, amen, uh, uh, is bringing all kinds of uh, 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 um, frequencies into our life. This this sound is bringing all kinds of frequency of awakening frequency, amen, of redemption frequency, of healing frequency, of miracle. <clears throat> I hear some people say, well, th these are days not to focus on miracle. You lie to yourself. That's a false. That that That's an extremist gospel. Because you're not in the life of people. We're in a day of miracle. The fact that certain people took advantage, amen, of miracle. The fact that certain people, amen, you know, have abused miracle. Does not mean that God is still not in the business of miracle. Every day of our life is performing miracle. And we need to amplify that because you may not need it, but somebody else need it. That doesn't mean that people are off the track, amen, of kingdom advancement. What is kingdom of God? If miracle is not there, if healing is not there, if restoration is not there, if redemption is not there, what are we then preaching? The doctrines of Christ, amen, include all of these realities and we have to, amen, you know, release it out there. <clears throat> there are people today, I know people who have been sitting in their house for the past, you know, five, six, seven years. I've not stepped into a church, not because they don't want to, but because of how, amen, they've been treated, they've been abused, they've been, you know, uh, uh, misused. Don't you think such people need miracle? For anyone right now to wake up and align to the body of Christ, amen, don't you think it's going to take a miracle? Come on, let's define what, I, I, I guess, I guess, the the the, the 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 understanding and the you know the way we <clears throat> excuse me the way we look at things from our our position from wherever we are located from most time in fact that is why sometimes i rather prefer people that are not you know within south africa all right in africa but are not in south africa when they comment on my post all right she'll 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 Put it in the context, amen, of, of where we are and what I am doing particularly. Rather than make a general statement that, that is not in context of one's assignment, you create more problem for us. And it should be like that, amen, in every region. Don't just zealously make statements and put things, all right, based on your own, you know, uh, uh, Perspective. <clears throat> Perspective, I always say, are subjective. 
perspective i always say are subjective don't say things don't do things that are just based on your own lens view you've got to see things amen from god's perspective when you see things from god's perspective amen it gives you a broader mature amen a, a sense of understanding of what god is doing within regions of the earth It's maturity that is informing, amen, what we are doing. You know, I'm, I'm here sent to South Africa. We're doing the work of God here, you know, resourcing the life of people. But we are also resourcing other regions that the Lord will have us, amen, reach into, amen. Looking at the context of their own challenge, amen. Yes, looking at the, the Bible says the knowledge of the glory of God shall cover the earth. That knowledge, amen, must be understood within the context of what God is doing prophetically within each region. You cannot take what, amen, is happening in one region, amen, and somehow just throw it, amen, into another region as a general thing. No, it doesn't work like that. The reality that people are faced in faced with amen in America is totally amen in, in, in the opposite direction of the reality that is happening, amen, in Afghanistan. You, you understand the point that I'm making. There are all kinds of destabilization, all kinds of things happening within regions of the earth. But in our zeal and in our myopic, you know, concept of, of what we define to be, you know, the gospel of the kingdom, amen, we narrow things down to our own personal persuasion. We cannot do that. I used to do that, you know, when I was growing up. Because you see from one lens view. But as you grow and the Lord exposes you, amen, to a wider range, amen, of spiritual reality, and the, the activity taking place within, within spheres and realms. Then you begin to understand and appreciate, amen, how to mature, how to handle, amen, your ministry. So, these are my own concerns. And we will continue, amen, to highlight these points. It's a day of miracle, friends. It's a day of healing. It's a day of restoration. And all of this, amen, will make us better instruments, better disciples of Christ. Better men and women, amen, that can effectively represent. If your life is shattered and battered and bruised, what are you going to be declaring in your office? What kind of a life are you going to be showing, amen, to people? What are, what are you going to be telling? What, what would you reflect? How would you, amen, you know, preach that uh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you don't even have the desire and the passion for God. It's, it's, it's important we adjust. And we, we locate and emphasize what the Lord is doing. Amen. Within our region. And within that, amen, we can try to understand what the Lord is doing within other regions. So we find a place, amen, of alignment. That's the problem in the body of Christ. We don't like alignment. We want to force our own philosophy or idea or even our own victory or our strength on other people. It doesn't work like that. That's not what we see in the word of God. So let's continue to believe the Lord to help us, amen, to, 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 to advance and to align, amen, with his, his mandate, even as he continue, amen, to deal with us. A lot of people can look, I've said this several times, people can look into South Africa and you, you, you will wrongly conclude, amen, the state of the people. Because all kinds of things, you know, the economic system, which of course is being battered today, all right, allows for you know loans and and people are are in debt and they are dying of debt but when you see them they're with their Mercedes car they're with their bmw they're living in some big house somewhere and you conclude well the lord must be blessing these people you see that's a wrong conclusion that's a wrong conclusion you have to see things lord 
as an intercessor, put me in the place where these people are. Help me to see what they are going through so that I know how to be what? A faithful priest. I know how to minister to the people. Leaders, spiritual leaders in this season needs to be adjusted. I believe many of the work God is doing right now, amen, is to correct the excesses in the church. There's one excesses that we, we have faced, amen. And there's another one now that is rising up. We always see this. That's why I always say, listen, let the Lord perfect his work first in you. When God perfect his work in you, you will not jump into assumption. You will not wrongly conclude. There are times to be tough. There are times to be soft. There are times, amen, to, 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 to build a bridge. And there are times to burn the bridge. We have to understand the emphasis of God's prophetic agenda, amen, and the calendar of the Spirit. When the season changes, we have to change. I thank God for the grace that God has given to me to be able to constantly hear His voice, to at least, I mean, constantly, He speaks constantly, but sometimes you, you, you struggle hearing, all right? But I, I know one thing once I'm able to hear the direction and the emphasis of the Spirit, I quickly adjust. I will sound and I will look like a pastor today. Tomorrow, amen, I may just walk in that my, you know, teacher's cap. And the next day you may find me in a taxi, amen, preaching in the taxi, doing what I need to do as an evangelist, who I am, amen. All right? And then next week, I'm back to my prophetic office, declaring the counsels of God. That is a walk, amen, of, of an elder in the body of Christ. That's why you will notice that, you know, uh, uh, all the uh, apostles that God used, right, there was no one particular, you know, tag of, of you know, of, of, mean, of, of grace, of ministry to their life. Yes, we all know their giftings, but, you know, uh, many of them were just known as apostles. In fact, all of them are known as apostles because the apostolic basically is the ministry of a sent one. But sent to do what? Because, yes, we are all sent to build the kingdom of God. But which aspect of the kingdom are we mastering? Amen. Are we skillful in? When you look into the scripture, you see, amen, various uh, 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 individuals who are skilled in various things. In fact, the Lord highlighted many of their skills when the Lord called Apostle Paul. God highlighted, amen, his area of strength and the kind of persecution his ministry will attract. Yes, the same thing with Peter. So, understanding these things, amen, allow us to also apply this truth to our life. And that's why where I am right now, I've gone beyond just being called a prophet. You know, I'm just an elder in the body of Christ, where I am. So I'm not limited, amen, to, you know, the, my, my, the, 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 what we define to be the prophetic. In fact, we have done a lot of work, amen, in trying to correct and adjust our perspective and understanding, amen, uh, regarding the prophetic. It's a life in Christ. And the more we, we develop in that life, the easier we're able to function, amen, in, 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 in a realm, hallelujah, that may, be, that may seem complex. The easier we're able to, you know, carry out the work of God. When, when the Lord asks us to do something, we will not be arguing with God, amen, because we have come of age, we have matured, we're growing in the things of the Spirit, which I think is what, amen, we need right now. We're building the body of Christ. We're developing the body of Christ. Amen. We're encouraging Christians, believers, amen, to come to know, amen, the, the desires of God, the mandate of God, the intentions of God for this season in time. Let's continue to yield, amen, so that the will of God, amen, will prosper. As we yield to the demand of God for our life, God will, amen, lead us into that natural, physical realm 
of carrying out his desire. But if we if we want to just go out, you know, do something without the spirit of the Lord leading us, without us being ready and prepared, amen, it will just be mere activity that is not yielding the right spiritual fruit. Because spiritual fruit, amen, must manifest to in, in the natural realm that amen uh, that, that that brings glory and praise. To God, yes, it's vice versa. You cannot, you can, you cannot overemphasize one. You can't emphasize one, de-emphasize the other. Amen. The spiritual and the natural, amen, are working together. All right, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, but the things that we're doing, amen, are in obedience to what we have seen and heard, amen, are carried out in the natural realm. Jesus will climb up to the mountain to pray, and then he will come down, amen, after he's done, amen, praying, amen, and, and face the day's walk. Yes, that's how it works. We cannot, amen, just, oh, we, we've been spiritual, spiritual, spirituality, amen, is manifest. In, in our humanity. You've, you've had me say that several times. Spirituality is manifest, amen, in our humanity. And humanity that does not have a sense of deep spiritual connection, amen, deep spiritual biblical connection, amen, is, it will be eroded. It's only a matter of time. Because all the enemy, all the enemy will turn you to is just a nice philanthropist, you know, yes. You, you you just be servicing, you know, communities and things like that, which is a good, good work. God will reward you for that, but that will not advance the kingdom of God. So let's bring balance to what we are emphasizing and what we are declaring. That is why I do not, I do not, you know, uh, subscribe to certain, you know, idea or concept people call kingdom of God out there. I do not, because I, I, I think the things that some of the challenges that we face in the 90s, I, I still see some of those, you know, uh, 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 you know, residue. In fact, many, many are beginning to show, you know, to a point of one beginning to worry again. May the Lord help us, you know, that our minds are truly renewed and reformed, that our, our thought pattern, amen, is not captured by the old order, that we understand what the Lord, amen, is saying to us, what the Lord is doing, that we respond, amen, to God's prophetic, amen, mandate and intentions for our life, that our life, amen, is truly, truly, you know, being, being processed, is being, is being renewed, reformed, amen, to express whatever the Lord desire, amen, to see manifest within our lives or our community or across the nation. That's why we're fasting. The fast is broadening our vision. The fast is broadening, amen, our vision. Our, our ability to hear God is more sensitized. Our ears are more fine-tuned to hear, to know, amen, the voice of God, the desires of God for our day, amen. Yes, and in all of this, God will give us the ability as it, as it touches our lips, amen. It will give us the ability to speak, amen, to speak as his ambassador, as one whose, whose tongues have been touched. You know, I, 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 like I said, I, there were some things I wanted to say earlier, but I, I first the Spirit of the Lord is just emphasizing this point, this corrective point. Before we go further, let's make sure that we are truly aligned to what the Spirit of God is doing, what the Spirit of God is saying, what the Spirit of God demands of us in times like this. There is no some some grand plan out there that amen is not that is not established with you know without you know the the the, 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 the redemption if you will the circumcision of the heart. You see, when you get to a point in your walk with God, and and you begin to realize that truly it's not by might, it's not by power. And you identify what might and power is. You will wait on the Lord. Not just to renew your strength, but to give you the true strength. To give you the true strength. You, you would depend on him. Psalm, uh, Psalm, Psalm 130. 
Psalm 130 verse 5 and 6 says, I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word, I put my hope. Let me read that scripture again. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. My soul does wait. The emphasis is disciplining your soul, bringing your soul to the point, to the place that it can wait on the Lord. When your soul waits on the Lord, when you have brought your soul, your the faculty of your of your thinking and reason and desire and passion and feeling to wait on the Lord, wow. Your your view to life will change. The way you look at the church and the way you look at the things of God, the way you look at the people of God will change. My soul does wait and on his word I put my hope. When you wait, you are waiting in hope. And on his word, on his declaration, on his desire, on his mind, I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman waits for the morning. Wow. My soul waits on the Lord more than the watchman and known, amen, to wait. I mean, every watchman longs for the breaking of the day. Every watchman, amen, is known for two things. To protect the night. To guard in the night. To be awake in the night. To make sure, amen, that no enemy is sneaking in. To make sure that the city is saved. The people, amen, are saved. To make sure that, amen, he can see what is coming from afar. It protects the people while they sleep. It's a watchman. When people, amen, are sleeping and enjoying themselves, a watchman does not go into such practice. He waits. She waits. They depend, amen. Or rather, the, 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 the people depend on them for protection. The essence, the purpose of the watchman is to make sure that the community, the city, the people are safe. So he doesn't go into slumber because the enemy comes when people are sleeping. But the watchman, amen, is awake. He's very alert, very, very alert. He hears things, he sees things, he can pick things, he recognizes things. That's why the prophetic is deep into the spirit of the watchman. You cannot be amen, called into the prophetic and you are not a watchman. Neither can you function as a watchman without the impact, the grace, the ministry of the prophetic in your life. They walk hand in hand. The watchman, amen, is an intercessor is there to pray, to seek, to protect, to guide the people. So, you know, the, 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 the psalmist says, my soul waits more than the watchman waits for the morning. You know, you can't go through all of those things that we've just expressed and you're not seeking for the breaking of the day. Of course you want the breaking of the day so you can go rest more than the watchman waits for the morning my soul waits for the lord not just for the breaking of the day the watchman is waiting for the breaking of the day but the soul is waiting for the appearing of the lord oh that's a good place to be friends that is a good place you want your soul to be i want my soul to be 
to wait on the promises of God, to wait on the desire mandate of God, to wait, amen, on the intention of God, to wait on the counsel of God, to wait until there is a manifest appearance, amen, of the glory of God. That's the place you want to be. That's the place we want to be. That is a place we want the church, the leadership of the church to be in this season. That we are waiting. We're trusting. That every other thing can be happening around us. But my soul waits on the Lord. Only the Lord can restore our soul back to this point. If your soul, amen, has not been brought to this order of life, then every other thing should wait. Because every other thing you're doing can be disrupted. We live in a day earlier of, of disruption. The enemy can easily disrupt you. It can easily shift you. Nothing today, amen, is permanent. The idea of permanency has been eroded. What you, what you believe and trust and, and is bringing you God knows what in terms of breakthrough tomorrow is taken. The days we're living are volatile. The days we're living are uncertain. And in the midst of uncertainty, we have to have a construct of a spirit that waits on the Lord. The wait on the Lord. <clears throat> Men find it difficult to wait because the, 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 the nature of the day, particularly when it comes to trend, forever shifting us, forever moving us. Today you have this thing, tomorrow is something else. You know, it's just like that. There's, there, there's, there's this ever changing, you know, environment. It takes a discipline to bring your life, your soul, your mind, your body, your faculty, your spirit to the place of waiting. I wait on the Lord. My soul does wait. And it's where I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord. You only wait for what you know you are assured of. You only wait for what you know will come. He that will come will come. He will not tarry, the scripture says. The Lord said, I have not called you to wait in vain. The virgins all went to sleep when they were tired of waiting. They were waiting for the bridegroom, but they, 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 they got so tired that they fell asleep. Many of us are falling asleep in the place of waiting. And all kinds of things happen when we fall asleep. When the church fell asleep, all kinds of things happen. You can be very awake, active, and be deep into spiritual slumber. You're snoring deep. You see, waiting is a state of the spirit that regulates the soul. Waiting is a state of our spirit that regulates the condition of our soul. When our spirit, amen, has been able to gain ascendance to put the soul to that point of waiting on the Lord. Wow. What, what a victory we, we have received. What a victory we can, we can rejoice over. My soul waits. That nothing shifts you. That nothing moves you. No matter what anyone says or what anyone amen, is, is projecting and, and promoting around you. No matter what they are buying and selling, you wait. You're not pressured to make decisions that contradicts the values of God, the desires of God, the intentions of God. You wait. You wait. 
it's the most challenging thing to wait. Particularly the unruly soul of man. To put the unruly soul of man. To put the rebellious soul of man to the point of waiting on the Lord. You see, that's what fasting does. We compel the soul to wait on the Lord. We compel, amen, our soul not to, amen, be the driver of our, of our spirit, of our life. We say, no soul, you listen. You wait. You trust God. That's what, amen, fasting does. It compels the soul to wait on the Lord. Not to do anything irrational. You see, the soul always put us in trouble. All of the problems we've had in life, amen, amen, are reflection, a manifestation of our rebellious soul. That's why we are in a day of what? The redemption, the, the restoration, if you will, the salvation of the soul. That's the, that's the, that's the you know, order of the second day redemption. Man is categorized in three orders. Man is a spirit with a soul. He lives in the body. And all of this part of man must be redeemed. Our spirit is redeemed if you have given your life to Jesus. But that doesn't mean that you always do everything that the Lord will have you do. That doesn't mean that you always, you know, respond and comply with the voice of God because you've got, amen, an unruly soul that wants to still do his own thing. Now, when God says, you need to love and forgive, your soul says, how should I, why should I love this person that have taken advantage of me? Why must I forgive this person? There's a fight. But my soul waits. When we bring the soul to wait, things begin to happen in our life. As I round up this morning with this, you know, psalm, it, it, it gives us, or rather it causes us to, to think. See, like I said, we don't just fast just because we want something. Yes, we do need something. But what we need, amen, is for our soul to learn to wait on God. And we cannot do that by our own sheer strength. So we have to employ. We have to employ the, the principles, the tools that God has given to us. In case you don't know why you're fasting. If you, if the, if you want me to give you another reason. Fast because you want your soul to surrender to the authority of the spirit. When you're so surrendered to the authority of the Spirit, your life is in a cruise mood. Your spirituality is on a cruise mood. You just, you just glide. You go. There's a way that cements right onto a man. That is a reflection of the soul. But the end is destruction. <laughs> the soul will paint evil to you as good. And the soul will tell you, amen, what is righteous, amen? The soul will tell you that the things that are righteous are actually evil. Because you're still dealing with the fallen nature. So you have to daily, amen, renew your mind. Yes. You have to daily, amen, bring your soul <clears throat> under the authority and the influence of the spirit. You have to make sure that daily, amen, daily, daily, I mean daily, <laughs> you regulate your soul. For 22 years, Paul was doing that. I die daily. I die daily. I die daily. One day he said, it's no longer I who lives again. <laughs> but Christ who lives in me. That's not just a statement he made. It's a conclusion of a point he reached in his spiritual journey. So, when you have not died, when, when, you, when it's no longer Christ, when, when it's no longer you living, but Christ living you, what do you need to do? You need to keep dying daily. Dying daily means you need to continually yield yourself in obedience to God's will. And sometimes it's going to take, you know, you saying to, the, to your soul, be quiet. Listen. And sometimes you have to shout, be quiet. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you once again for 
another beautiful time like this just sharing your word looking at this important things bringing correction to our life bringing alignment to our life we honor you oh god this morning that once again you've spoken to us in such a profound way thank you lord that this word according to psalm 130 verse 5 and 6 i wait on the lord my soul does wait in his word, in your word, I put my hope, he says. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman waits for the morning. More than the watchman waits for the morning. Oh Lord, I put my hope in you. Now, we, we pray, Father God, grant us this knowledge, this understanding. That in anything, that in all things that we rest, that we are not shaken, that we are not moved. But rather we bring our life to trust, to trust in you, to trust in your ways, to trust in your mind, to obey you, to listen and to follow the instructions of your spirit. May we, O oh God, live a life of a testimony that waits on you. We thank you, O oh God, that you are able, O oh God, to perfect your will in our life. May your kingdom continue to reign in us and through us. I pray for everyone out there, my sister Priscilla, I pray for you, I pray for myself. I pray, oh God, for the church, your body, that we will, oh God, be a true reflection of an example that needs to be manifest in this season in time, oh God, where you are demanding a new order of life, a new order of pattern of thinking, when you're calling us back to reflect Christ in everything that we do, that the kingdom is first the reign of the king in our life. And as we go about our day-to-day -day duty, that his kingdom is manifest, that our actions, yes, our voice, our words becomes indeed a reflection of the establishment of your kingdom. I thank you, Lord, this morning. I bless your name. Strengthen us further. Grant us grace and strength to see to the fulfillment of your desire in our life. I bless you. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. Continue to reign in us. Continue to be glorified in us. Honor and praise to you, Lamb of God. We celebrate you this morning. We honor you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. Strengthen us this morning once again to continue to wait. Because we know those who wait upon you shall renew their strength. Yes, our strength will be renewed. It's been renewed. Thank you for new vision. Thank you, Father, for strengthening our faith. Thank you, Lord, for our hope, oh God, is more firm and established this morning. Thank you, Spirit of God, that we will continue to press in, oh God, yes, into the light of the life we have in Christ. That we will continue to be changed into your likeness, Jesus. That everywhere we go, people will see, yes, Christ in us. That we will not be afraid to declare, to share the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that you will grant us grace to be skillful in our calling. That wherever we go, we will lead through, yes, creativity. We thank you for the ability to be great managers. We thank you, O oh God, that indeed we will prosper today. We will, we will prosper in everything that we lay our hands to do. I thank you that truth will continue to reign in us. You'll be glorified through us. You'll be exalted. Honor and glory to you, Lamb of God. We celebrate you. Thank you once again for hearing our prayer. Thank you for everyone this morning. I pray for all our friends, loved ones out there. May God continue to bless you and increase you. May he continue to cause his face to shine upon you. May he give you rest. Yes. May he give you strength. May he provide all your needs. And may you develop the passion to love him and to represent his intention in every area you've been called. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. Nice to have you join my dear sister this morning. Have yourself a prosperous, wonderful day. We'll see you again, hopefully, in the afternoon. Apologies again. ESCOM uh, uh, has really been, been, been bad, you know. Uh, you know, light has been on and off, on and off. And that's why most time our broadcast uh, uh, um, is either cut short or we can broadcast. That's because of ESCOM. 
I mean, but we pray for ESCOM. We pray for ESCOM. Of course, ESCOM is uh, uh, the company that supplies electricity here in South Africa. Yeah, so we pray that God will, will work in the life of these people, that they will transform uh, uh, this company into a viable company that can really, yes, you know, change the economic uh, state of this nation. And of course, it's a problem in the continent of Africa. Energy is one major problem. But we'll continue to pray that the Lord will perfect his will and purpose amen, in this nation, particularly in this sector of energy provision. God bless you once again. We'll see you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.